five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome everyone to Truth, Beer, and Pod Sequences. So this is the podcast where my co-host and I, uh, we talk about all the Cincinnati-based craft beer podcasts from the previous week. Now we get together at our podcast host and today we are back at Higher Gravity Summit Park. Thank you for being such a great podcast host. Uh, I am Marco. I am uh, in the Cincinnati brewing industry. I... Uh, did brew beer. I am a taproom manager here locally, and I'm about to introduce the best co-host in podcast land. I also want to say, hopefully, there aren't too many pod sequences <laughs> from the hosts of the other podcasts. Now, we're going to get into what we're going to recap, but you've waited too long. It's time to introduce the best co-host in podcast Landia. I am Julia, and I aggregate all of the Cincinnati beer events that I can find, and I put them on a Word document, and I share them with Marco and try to convince him every week to proofread and read ahead so he is prepared, and he never does. No, I don't. One of these days. You also try and convince me to go to many of these events. I do, and you also turn me down every single time. It's not time. every time. It's well, just most times. Most times. Just most, most times. times. Yeah, other than that, I just really, really enjoy drinking craft beer and listening to podcasts mostly about craft beer. That's true. And before we introduce our special guest yes. uh, for the day, I do want to say that all the thoughts and opinions on this podcast are ours and ours alone, not any entity that we may represent. The guests can speak for themselves in that regard. Uh, but things like, uh, you know, our full-time jobs or higher gravity, if you have complaints, if you have um, money, uh, if you have things that you want us to know, please uh, reach out via social media or our um, email address. We will get to that at the end of the podcast. Now, to introduce our special guest for tonight, first-time guests introduce themselves. This is not a first-time guest. We are with Michael with Adina Distributing. Michael? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. So glad you're back. It's great to be here. It's yeah, a great it's day a, to a, be here. It's a beautiful day. There are plenty of people at the park. There are plenty of cars making U-turns on on the road out in front of me and behind Marco, and yeah. uh, I'm excited. We're gonna have some Is this your freaking amazing conversation. Third time, second. Time? I think it's just second. Time. Second, second time? I know. I think I, I stopped in one time, and you guys were recording. Um, uh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. At the old location. At the old location, yes. And you didn't stop by. I mean, we were pro we were like, you know, hey, we can throw up a mic, and you're just like, no, Gotta not go. doing I, it. I kind <laughs> of, <laughs> I, uh, I, I got beer delivered, guys. See ya. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and probably in the middle of. Many things. Uh, more to, I think it was, it was kids to take care of at home. I, I believe <laughs> that that was actually it. But that's not as fun to say as, no, no beer's more important than you guys. But so I, can, I, can kick, <laughs> I can kick a delivery down the, down, the, down the road a little bit. But, you know. Yeah, that's, kids, that's not so much. Not as much. Not no. so much. Well, a good, uh, good craft beer podcast, if I can say words correctly, wouldn't be good if you're not drinking craft beer. Right, like those so, fake-ass ones that don't drink beer. Mm -hmm, which we're not talking about this week. We're nope. only talking about real craft real beer podcasts craft beer this podcast. week. Uh, so let's go around the table. Michael, what are, what are you enjoying right now? Uh, I'm drinking Rot House Pills. So good. I know, it's so it good. It is so very so good. good. It's such an easy, easy choice when I come mm -hmm, here. Mm -hmm. And it's consistent. Like, I've never had a bad pour of it. It's been, it's great. Right. I always have right. it. Yeah. At least once mm -hmm. when I'm here, if not more. It's true. Sometimes yeah. it's all you have all evening. Sometimes, mm -hmm. yeah. 
What do you have? I wish we served beer in uh, larger formats. Oh, like where, a liter of it? Yeah, where I just, just let's get it out of the way now. Give me three of those at once, please. So you know what? <laughs> if only the owners of Higher Gravity listen to our show, maybe that could be a little bug that we could put in their ear. Yeah. Consider having maybe even not full liters, maybe like a half liter or, or some other larger format. Yeah. For like low G for some stuff like the Rod House during, Pills, that during type of thing. Uh, during the March Madness, you can get a picture of Luke. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But you're still putting it into a pint glass. Right. Well, uh, you can just maybe, drink out of the or pitcher. Maybe not. Right. <laughs> I mean, I believe for their anniversary, or maybe before the FC Cincinnati game, I don't remember because I've seen too many Facebook posts from everything this week. From everywhere. $15 pitchers of low G. Just yeah. everyone order their own pitcher and just drink out of the pitcher. Okay. I mean, that's. Can do. You can do that, right? Can do. I think that ship has sailed. What? They just Says played who? one shining moment just played yesterday. It's That's the true. end of March Madness. Well, yeah, there are other sports ball teams is you it, can watch and drink to. Is it for FC2? No. I think that for Saturday, because that's one of the days for okay, their the one-year anniversary. anniversary, I believe yeah. they're also doing uh, $15 low-G pitchers oh, nice. this coming Saturday. So happy anniversary to Higher Gravity Summit Park, since this episode will come out on their anniversary on excellent. Friday. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. excellent. All right, Marco, what are you drinking? I'm having a Rush from Carlsberg. Nice. Uh, I like that one. This is uh, one a beer that was done for... Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah. <laughs> Liverpool FC. Yeah, that's what it is. Yes. Yeah, it's good. We've good. had it. We've had I've, it on the pod before. Yeah, yeah. I've had. I've taken home multiple cans of that, and it's it's delicious. I really enjoy it. Uh, and then I'm drinking as a recommendation from Michael Lizard King versus the Cryo from Pipeworks. Yeah. It's really freaking good. I've seen it on the shelf, and just for whatever reason, hadn't picked it up until now, and I am really enjoying this one. So. Well. Thank you for that recommendation. Glad, glad I yeah. could be of help. Yeah. Now's the time. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. So, Julia, what'd you, uh, what'd you listen to last week? M- Michael, Listen. what'd you listen to last week? We only had one podcast to listen to, and this was actually from not this previous week, but the week before that. That's right. We were in a rush last we week. We were in a rush last we week. We bumped one podcast mm-hmm. to this week, Yes. thinking that we were going to have others as well to talk about. And this and this is it. So the That's only it. thing that that we all listen to is not a Cincinnati craft beer podcast, but a craft beer podcast that featured one of the voices of Cincinnati craft. This is Pine Talking with the Brewer of Seville, mm-hmm. season four, episode eleven, where he talked Cincy beer talk with the one and only the gnarly no, the gnarly mm-hmm. no, who may or may not still be dead. I don't know. Right now? I don't Who know. Who knows? Maybe there was an Instagram post with a gravestone posted on it saying, does anyone know how to get out of this? Asking for a friend. Kind of dark does out that, context. Does That's that weird. mean it? Well, I'm, I'm trying to like explain the context a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but uh, so we so we actually also get to talk. Also, right before yeah. Easter, it's like, what? Well, that's what I was going to say. Is there going to be? Well, I don't yeah. know them personally, <laughs> although I guess we're supposed to. I don't know. Julia, help me out with that. I, you went to Catholic on, school, too. Who, you're on your own with this one. Okay. But right, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering, does this mean, well, and this is getting away from the podcast already. We are already just segueing. But it's about in amazing the ways. But it is yes. about the gnome. I'm wondering if this post means that there will be an arising or a rebirth 
I don't know. on Easter. So uh, there was a chance the gnome died at a dive bar last Tuesday <laughs> after, <laughs> or, after podcasting. Well, or uh, or after wrestling and all kinds or of other wrestling. shenanigans on Friday, yeah. which yeah. I did get confirmation. Everyone that was at wrestling got home safely, or, or they at least got home. They got I'll, home. I'll right. just say they got home. But uh, but yeah, this is this is a podcast that uh, the Brewer of Seville is based in Medina, Ohio, so the northern parts of Ohio. He goes around to different breweries, talks to the brewers, talks to you know the owners of breweries. It seems like most of his episodes are like mid Ohio and north, rather than southern Ohio. Though he is planning a couple trips to Cincinnati to talk to Listerman, and there was one other brewery that they mentioned. Uh, that he mentioned in a recent episode that I don't remember right now. Uh, I'm glad we all took notes because this was from two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago, like, yeah. Jesus, yeah. so much life has happened. <laughs> it's true. It really is so true. So many beers. Uh, I, I actually listened to it today, so I'm oh, it's fresh. It is fresh. Uh, fresh in my excellent. mind. So I'll, excellent. I'll help you guys out. That'd that be works. awesome. That's perfect. Uh, I actually found this podcast because Sean White from Nostalgia Brewing, ah, which is up in Gahana. The, the, ex- yes. The flying tomato himself. No one knew he owned a brewery up in, up in Columbus or outside of Columbus outside until of Columbus, until yeah. now. Yeah, uh, but he had made a post on the Brewer of Seville's Facebook saying you should do an episode with all the other podcasts, and he tagged Truth Beer Pod in it. And I nice. went, oh, I haven't heard of this one. Let me start listening, and I really enjoy it. So, saw that he was doing an episode with the gnome and went, we've got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a long episode. It was an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> Both of those guys know how to talk. Yeah. They know how to fill that, that space, fill that time. Uh, Gnome got a couple of Cincinnati beers up to the Brewer of Seville so that they were drinking Cincinnati beer together while Gnome talked about everything Cincinnati beer. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, they were drinking the same beer at mm-hmm. the same time. There mm-hmm. was one off where they weren't drinking the same beer, which is it's fine. fine. I mean, when you're doing these... Um, you know, remotely. Um, is it remotely or you, uh, how, how virtual, is that? Remote. Virtual, remote. Yeah, sure. Virtually. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that fits. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, you know, that can happen. Uh, sure. That sort of thing. Especially when Noom, out of the kindness of his heart, sent his last, you know, can or bottle of something to you mm-hmm. know, somebody who he thought would really enjoy it. Yeah. Did he even, did he say that he hadn't even had, was it all, uh, uh, all black everything was that the one that Gnome said he hadn't even tried yet? Mm, it might have been. Might have been. I don't know. I don't recall. My note does not have that. Your note does not. Neither that does sounds mine. familiar. I yeah. just listened to yeah. it a couple hours ago. <laughs> okay, sounds right. Very good. <laughs> and that's what that that'll be our truth. That yeah. is the one beer that Gnome did not have and said, you know what? As much as I want to drink this one, no, I am sending it up north and having the brewer of Seville drink this one instead. So the the podcast took on a, a couple of different. Uh, segments, right? Mm-hmm. So each beer, of course, is a segment, and then there were topics from the Brewer of Seville. But one of the topics, sort of early-ish, I mean, in an hour and 40-minute podcast, if, What's it comes up, yeah. if it comes up in the first 50 minutes, I guess it's towards <laughs> the beginning. Uh, they both talk about how they became their persona. Yes. You know, how the Brewer of Seville became the, the Brewer, Brewer of Seville, Seville yeah. which... Uh, spoiler alert! It's it's pretty much what you think. <laughs> Michael, am I wrong there, Michael? No, or? he's got a mailing address in Seville, Ohio, mm. and Which, he brews beer. Yeah, and there, Seville wow. doesn't actually exist. Shit, that's mind blowing. You know, it doesn't yeah. really. 
that's what he was saying. He was like, well, my mailing address is this, but so I don't know if Seville actually exists on a map. I'm going to say it doesn't. Do you, do, yeah. do you, do you distribute to Seville? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. He is risen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Not here. <laughs> <laughs> we, I think we've all just seen a ghost. Mm-hmm. Going back to what kind of we, we started with here. Um, all right, so we're going to talk about. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> this is the third week at Sandy's. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you can say no, Marco. No. no. Add that to the list of things that are never going to happen. Never going to happen. Uh, but anyway, so. Yes, uh, the Brewer Seville goes into how he became the Brewer Seville. Mm-hmm. And again, to recap, shocker. Oh, my God. You mean you brew beer. And, and you're in. Your mailing address in Seville. That's yes. amazing. Um, and then Gnome went into how he got into both craft beer and how he became the Gnome. Much more interesting story. It, it really is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I never expected that twist about his wife at the very end there. <laughs> That's something that he hasn't revealed on other podcasts where he's talked about how he became yeah. a gnome. So I, I definitely think, listen to this episode to uh, find out an extra little little nugget of truth. Yeah. Or, or not truth. Gnome's nuggets. About the so. <laughs> <laughs> no. So. <laughs> Better nuggets than fruit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Oh, boy. We're going to go down. <laughs> so, this is. No, but that, there, there are people, I would imagine, that wonder, like, why did you decide to call yourself the gnarly? Sure. Right? Sure. And he does go into great detail on this podcast to let you know how it actually happened. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it was a, it was a series of events. It was steps right. involved. More, uh, more so steps was, than the Brewer of Seville. Yes. That was, uh, that was fun. I mean, I knew most of that. I knew most of that story just because if you, you know, are uh, in this sort of lane that we're in where we listen to Cincinnati Craft Beer Podcast, you, you've heard some of that story before. Yeah, absolutely. Michael, uh, anything about that story shock you about how the Gnarly Gnome became the Gnarly Gnome? I just, I was surprised to find out that he doesn't uh, look like a gnome just because... You know, so rarely mm-hmm. have I have I seen this guy. It's but true. Just, you it's know. true. He is an enigma wrapped in a mystery. <laughs> I just always assumed he had a long white beard and was about a three pointy foot. red hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was interested to learn. I was interested to learn. Not the right phrasing, but sure. you know, I thought it was neat to learn that. You know, the whole like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon thing. Mm-hmm. Did you want a mic? No. Okay. He's not here. So Gnome has less than seven degrees of separation from the Listermans. That's true. Which was really I, cool. That, that, that is was something that, that I was surprised to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't dive into it super deep. You know, it's it is what it is. But it is something else that should make you go. I'd like to listen to this episode again if you're a fan of Cincinnati craft beer and the podcast community that that talks about Cincinnati craft beer, um, at least in the the past. Hopefully, going forward, eventually. But right. You know, we will see what happens there, uh, which kind of leads us into a conversation that they had that we talked about with you, Michael, before we, in our pre-production meeting, mm-hmm. the uh, the ownership change of Listerman, and is this kind of the point of where we start seeing other breweries have that kind of succession change to where Cincinnati Craft Breweries, a lot of them, you know, mad trees hitting 10 years, all that, are we going to start seeing more owners more change I think within Cincinnati breweries? I think there's two questions there, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think, Absolutely. well, it, there's at least two, if not more. But first, yes, to, we'll, we'll go with your direct question. Is, mm-hmm. Do you see this as a trend? 
in breweries in the city, or maybe even you can speak on what you feel like the larger craft beer scene is uh, uh, across the United States on, on that regard as far as, uh, as far as succession plan. And then you could maybe give us a little highlight or, or, or you know, elevator thing, speech pitch or whatever on what it is, you know, because you have a relationship with Listerman because you do distribute Listerman products. Yeah. So and I, I live in Norwood, so I'm, I'm also a, a big Listerman customer. Yeah. So in more ways not than only one. Do they pay yeah, that yeah. money. Oh, yeah. You pay there you go. Money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. I, yeah, I it's guess you're right. Customer all like, around, yeah. No, yeah. You're actually, actually, let me take that back. You're, you're only a, a customer. You're only a customer all right. the way around. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I'm either I'm either buying it by the pint or by the pallet. You're yeah. right. That, that, yeah, that's exactly. fun. So, um, no, as far as succession, I mean, I feel like the example. I don't know if that. I mean, if the Listerman thing really fits that term, because I mean, that was essential. I mean, essentially, they were, they were selling the the business to. A new group of uh, group of people, Terry and Greg, and and I think that might be. I think that if you're talking about that being a succession, I think that is going to be fairly common. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ryan guys locally, uh, Bob and Brian, have. I'm not. I'm not. And I can't speak on it directly, but I, it's my understanding that there is. They brought in a CEO. Mm-hmm. I know at least you know Bob's painting in Costa Rica right now. Um, so I feel like that's 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 one example, but I mean, Rheingeist is you might get here tired of me saying this, but it's a little bit different than the oh, rest right, of the breweries. Right, right, because I think that Rheingeist also they're they're on that that path, or I'm not sure exactly where they are in the process of becoming either mostly or almost mostly employee owned. So that is a bit different than well, it is the changing of. Well, there, I mean, there's right, also right. I mean, just a, a gigantic. I mean, just a, a different level of organization. Sure, sure. Um, and I, I think of some of these other places, um, you know, I, I think that a lot of places that, that when we've talked about um, like the acquisitions that, mm-hmm. that, say, certain companies have made of other companies and stuff like that, I mean, that's probably closer to what a lot of these breweries are looking for mm-hmm. as far as who's going to take the reins. It's really going to be not necessarily who's going to be steering the ship, but who's going to be, you know, paying for the ship to, right. to keep to stay afloat. Um and so I mean that that I think if I was going to say like how where craft beer is going, it's going to I think that's kind of what we're looking at. Okay. Um, yeah, because what a lot of what the conversation was in the podcast was you know do some of the owners pass the the business down to their kids? What if they don't have kids? The kids don't want to be in the business. Then it goes to maybe another one of the you know the employees, or does it go to someone from completely outside of the business coming in? Well, kind of, kind of the case with Listerman, where you know they it didn't go to another person in the the Listerman lineage. It didn't go to someone that was already part. At least, again, from my understanding, I could. Mm-hmm. I don't have all the details. I don't need to have all the details. It didn't go to someone that was already kind of a you know I'm using air quotes for people not on the live stream like the uh, you know a higher ranking employee of Listerman. It went to out you know an outside partnership or an outside yeah, entity, so to speak. And it's kind of more of a, for some of these other breweries, as as they're starting to, I feel like saying aging isn't really proper, but as these breweries and the, the people that started these breweries are hitting, excuse me, five years, seven years, ten years, eventually 
they might want to take a step back and say, I just want to enjoy the beer and not be part of the operation. And it's kind of more of that. Like, do you think that we're going to start seeing in the next three to five years more breweries doing, or I guess more owners of breweries? I'm not sure the proper phrasing of this. Yeah. Starting to look into, like you said, who's going to be taking the reins as they continue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I think that, I just think that there's a financial aspect to it oh, that there I has think to is, be. is yeah, probably, yeah. that's kind of where, if I was going to say when there's going to be a transfer of control, it's probably going to be, there's going to be a financial aspect mm-hmm. to that as well. Okay, so I think that's sense. kind of, I don't think you're going to find it. I mean, it's just it's very challenging to own small businesses sure. in, in, a, in an industry that has been very competitive and has seen a lot of growth in the entrance of the, but hasn't seen as much growth as far as uh, market share at this yeah. point. So I think yes. if, I'm, if I'm looking at the future of, of, of craft beer and I, I think that it's not going to, there's not going to be a luxury of kind of picking your successor. It's going to mm-hmm. be, who's going to be able to take us to the next level mm-hmm. or and maybe that level is just the level we were at sure. three, four or five. five but who's going to be able to keep that yeah. going at that yeah. same And what's that interesting now versus say 10 years ago is that <laughs> big beer is, big beer is out on that. I think yeah. big, big beer is done with 100%. all this acquiring yeah, completely done. Completely regional done. craft breweries and, and all this. They are done. Done to the point where the ones that they've they've bought, they've uh, scaled back, downsized, and moved production to mm-hmm. their production facilities. and maybe Completely unforeseeably, right. by the way. Right. Mm, right. Yeah. <laughs> no know, one ever just, knew that some of these <laughs> things were coming. Surprise! So I think it's going to be more of, uh, do you have a financial group that was maybe wanting to get into the business and maybe they just buy or acquire a business that's looking for a soft exit? Or... Um, yeah, and that's what, something. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's like friends, fools, and uh, yeah, friends, family, and fools. So they talk about when you're starting up a business. But I think handing it off as well. I think that's who you're going to be looking at. Yeah. People who are, you know, maybe it's a regular who has always wanted to own a brewery and, and isn't, you know, quite. They're not ready to not start as, one yeah. up, but they're ready. Well, to yeah, because good luck. Into, <laughs> right. True. Right. Right. You have, well, so, I mean, I think. I mean, I think that. That's why I think Listerman was such a it was such a perfect thing. I mean, Dan was already retired, mm-hmm. and you had um, they have a statewide brand. Mm-hmm. They have a brand that has been to festivals, have done national collaborations with other breweries. Right. They have a phenomenal distributor, and uh, one, one of the best, <laughs> if not the best. Agree. Um, yeah. But yeah. the uh, so no, I mean, but seriously, the the that that that's a good investment because sure. if you they were they were going to start a brewery, I think that is public information. It they is. basically. Realized that was going to be a huge challenge, mm-hmm. and it was just a perfect. It was a match made in heaven when it came to you have an established brewery that has, frankly, been able to make a name for itself. I think as, in the podcast they talked about how it wasn't just the guy whose name's on the building who right. was running things. You had a lot of people who went to other places mm-hmm. and who are starting their own breweries, or, or if you know, been a part of multiple breweries. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look at the people who used to just directly work at that company. To say nothing of the, the people who were coming in and doing homebrewing and stuff like that, right? You can I was see say the, whole, yeah. the homebrew side is a complete different yeah, beast in and of itself. And they all left their mark on that on that brewery. And and right now the team that they have, I mean, it's been completely unbroken. There has mm-hmm. been no difference between 
you know, whenever that announcement was, we've been you know, reaffirmed our partnership, mm-hmm. and it's been uh, it's been fantastic. And I love seeing yeah. Terry and Greg at the uh, at the brewery when we're I'm there with my family and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you know, the beer. I mean, no no nobody on the production side is is changed. I don't think. I guess I shouldn't say that, but I don't think there's there's not been any there major. Been like there's not been any major. There's not been any major turnover or anything like that. Um, and then you know John Volman was is was the general manager before and is mm-hmm. after, and he's you know he's really running the show um, when it when it comes to it's, it's a lot of, a lot of continuity I guess I would say good good yeah good I know there were there were a lot of questions about what's going to change and my thought was if they're smart nothing's going to change until they see that there is something that needs to be adjusted and then yeah. see what needs to be done but. Like I you mean, said, Listerman's been there, well established for. Who's the? Didn't they get a new food partner now? Tickle. Oh, Tickle Pickle! It's so good. Oh my god, it's I delicious. eat there all the time. Yeah, it is ridiculously good. I thought so. Yeah. I thought so. I mean, I am a little sad that I missed out on the fry flights from when uh, free, Fritz, just Fritz, just yeah. Fritz was there, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. Those burgers are pretty dang on good. Yeah, you cannot beat tickle pickle. It's <laughs> it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, I eat there all the time. Like it's, I always make excuses like, oh, let's have a meeting at Listerman. This is what you need to do <laughs> for your flying pig training run. Yeah. You just need to go up to oh, tickle pickle. News up to the there. Audience, by oh the way. yeah. So so Michael's doing <laughs> an event for the flying pig. It could be the one miler. It could be the five k. It could be the ten k. It could be the half. It could be the full marathon. He could be doing the five way with cheese. You don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. But you should show up along one of those routes I'd during Flying Pig Weekend oh, it's to cheer a, him on. It's such an yeah. amazing Don't energy. waste your time on mile 20, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be waiting there until the next day. They've taken, you know, the roads have been reopened. It's like, is he, is he coming yet? I haven't seen him. Oh, no. Do we miss, must have missed him. He must have just flown past. Yeah. But that, So that's what you need to do. That's your new training plan. Yeah, there you, need you go. Pro, you need protein. You need carbs. Burgers provide all of that. Yeah. And yeah. beer and more. some of that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What could go wrong? I mean, beer is um, mostly water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, you got water and carbs. you have your carbs in it, yeah. Hops, they're a vegetable. Yeah. If you drink some of the beers that are out there, none at Listerman that I'm aware of right now, there are beers that have electrolytes in them. There mm-hmm. are, is, like, I'm sure Which that... you can't claim, but... Yeah. Well, I was say, the well, federal government true, frowns. Kind of frowns upon <laughs> that. Um, I wonder if uh, if you could consider, like, electrolytes or, like, the sodium content for Urban Artifacts Pickle to be a good during race or post race recovery method. During race. I know that, that I've done challenging. that <laughs> one or two times where it's like, yep, this Still is a happening. Bit of acid reflux. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, or, or it won't be, but you know, that's teaching. What, guess what were some of the beers uh, that they have in the pot? We talked about the, the Black is Everything. Mm-hmm. All, all Black Everything All Black from everything. Esoteric and their collaboration <laughs> with Elmatic. Uh, Good God. Uh, they had Listerman's Shamrock Shamrock Shake Stout, nice. which is delicious. Uh, they had Urban Artifacts. I am not going to say this name right. Bipias, Bipiasaurus, Bipiasaurus, Bipalsaurus. Close enough. Thank you. I'm Producer trying to be. David. Yes, Producer David is here trying to coach me on my dinosaur pronunciations, and it failed miserably, but I tried. Um, and then. We all know whose favorite this is, Westside's Dippa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn good beer. Oh, it's great beer. It's a fantastic beer. I was surprised that uh, the 
brewer of Seville had not heard of West Side. Yeah, that was kind of surprising. They seem too. like I, um, I think it just it's kind of it, funny. I guess they don't distribute. If I think about it, not super far north, but I do. I feel like they're they establish themselves enough to where the name at least would have. Well, I think what it is is that we in Cincinnati we we do uh, since and this is just a, a total credit to West Side Brewing, right? Is that they stand out to us in locally as a brewery that produces a fantastic product, a very consistent product, and they are very true to style. Mm-hmm. And and um, off the top of your head, if you're gonna have a packaged beer or and it's it's like, hey, if you want this style, uh, try it from this brewery and Westside. And so they stand out to us. True. And if they stand out to us and people that care about beer locally. You know, it's it's hard to think that people haven't heard of this other brand. Now, if, if people are only going by the loudest noisemakers by volume, mm-hmm. I get it, right? Mm-hmm. You've yeah. heard of, obviously, the ones that, that you know, are by volume. Ryan Geismatry, right? Sure, yeah. But, and then Urban Artifact, you know, because they do their own thing, right? They're in 19 states and France. Yes. As of today, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that Jesus. too, and I'm like, "Good lord, that's amazing! Yeah. That's, that's that is absolutely amazing! That's fantastic! I know." Mm-hmm. So, and and they have some of the highest rated beers in uh, highest rated products in their category. Let's call it. Sure, that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's so, fair. but Westside Brewing is one of those breweries that stands out to us like that. Are they the widest distributed Cincinnati brewery in history? Um, you'd have that's to look at. Question. You'd have to look at. Um, oh, you went. You went Depends on what you mean by wide, though. <laughs> wide. State-wise, yeah, I guess. Well, but... Yeah, that's true. That might be the case. I mean, certainly statewide, probably. I mean, you'd have to, you'd have to look at what Moorline's crazy ass was doing. Um, you'd have to check that. Because I think, I think Little Kings was in, like, a fuckload of states. There weren't a lot of states. Right. Well, I mean, okay, but if you say that, I mean, it would be interesting. <laughs> if you have anything else, producer David has his own laminated sheet. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that. I mean, I think it's it's a fantastic question, and I think it kind of raises. I think in Cincinnati, you would consider Westside and Urban Artifact as more or less equals, right? And well, sure, polar opposites, sure, but polar opposites. You know, in the same two sides of the same coin, all right? They're mm-hmm. they're both, you know, have decent decent distribution, have, you know, semi, you know, they have popular tap rooms. I mean, sure. Uh, you know, have, you know, only one location, that kind of thing. But then you look at, well, Urban Artifacts in 19 states in France, and the West Side is on the West Side and the East Side. Um, I mean, I think it's just it's a it's a different. It's just it's fascinating to see kind of how. Once you kind of get out of Cincinnati, the different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I was kind of going to say is like for Westside, for us in the Cincinnati craft beer bubble that we live in, yeah, like we're like, why haven't you heard about Westside if you're north of Columbus, really? I don't even know north of Dayton, potentially. Same with, you know, Brewer of Seville yeah, and the north thing, of Mason, and, you know, I think. kind of north of Mason. Well, any, anything Mason, south of yeah. Mason is downtown, so mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, north of downtown. Exactly. That's an excellent. Uh, excellent way to go with it but but I, I, but like the Bruce Seville as well just because he's saying well I've never heard of the the bubble the craft beer bubble you know I'm saying bubble is in like a location and, and available breweries that he lives in 
we've never heard of. Like the places that he's going, the Jolly Skull or stuff like that. I'm like, never heard of this place. Nah. But again, why? Unless they really? are distributing. I've heard of the Jolly Skull. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're you're yeah, you're, but... you're better than us. <laughs> but it is. It's, but it is. It's yeah, one of those things. But your that... business is. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, it's 100 right. I mean, you have I mean, more that's opportunity. What I have to do, right. Sure. But I have to look at. But that's where it's funny too, to see, you know, when I. I should know about all these breweries. It's always funny, like just looking at Columbus. Like I didn't. Like how many how many breweries are in Columbus that I've never even fucking heard of? Right, before? right. It's like I mean I'm in here. You know I'm up here once a month. You know like how am I not supposed to? I don't know about mm-hmm. these different places that that are that are opening up or and closing without me even knowing about them. Right. Well, it, it just brings a thought to my mind. If West Side wasn't on the West Side, if West Side decided that they were just going to drop themselves in the middle of Westchester mm-hmm. would they get lost in all the beer that comes from the east or they do they stand out versus high grain versus um, nine giant versus Sonder? do they stand out their beer stand out to the point where they they would still be that recognizable and and that just go to if it wasn't that they were on this at one point this island mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. west side I think it's it is a combo, though. I mean, I feel like they did get their name out there pretty well, mm-hmm. e- even more than just on the west side, at least as far as in my world. I feel like they had a pretty good distro, almost from the get-go, draft, package, all of it. Um, but on the other hand, it's it's not as if they aren't... It's not, I, I don't think they're immune to getting lost in the shuffle now. I mean, I think, sure. that, I mean, again, the fact sure. that they're not really getting out of, out of the city... Um, and the fact that you know you probably you look at the shelves and I mean I think they're doing I think they're doing I don't think they're doing pretty well but I mean at the end of the end of the day is like you still have you know where do they fit where do they rank on you know a well, top ten it, top fifteen as far but, as just size and, 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 and that's not that's not a no, it, my question is not a knock at them and it's not yeah. a knock at anybody else you mm-hmm. know with, with all the breweries you know the narrow path and common and all these other oh, places that's what I was going to bring that's, up that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's not a knock on them. It's just a hypothetical question we never know the answer to mm-hmm. is if they didn't come up when they came up, if they didn't start when they started and before probably the, the, the latest wave of craft breweries, would we, would we talk about them in that same way? And at least for me, I know that even though I don't, I don't frequent the West side, I will pick up West side cans when I see them, when I'm I'm interested in, in whatever, you know, strikes my mood on that day, whether it's Dippa or you know some of the other offerings that they have, I I buy Westside beer, living on not on the West side. not on the West Side. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think I think the quality, the kind of clarity of style, the the marketing, um, I think all that would help them stand out. To the, I, I think that, I think there's a, there's a lot, and I think there's a we we, we could find a reason to like. Um, we could find a reason to, and the neighborhood thing, I think it's just, is part of it. Yeah. And the I mean, way they fit with the neighborhood really fits with the whole, their, their entire reason for being. Yes. And, um, I think that is, would be true whether it was in, on the West side or if it was some other neighborhood is probably the case that being in a neighborhood that has zero competition mm-hmm. for a long time. And, you know, frankly, being next to neighborhoods that have zero competition probably helps a lot. It does not probably help 
um, that culturally you're, the, a lot of those neighborhoods are probably not the perfect fit for craft beer. So you kind of are giving and taking. There's a reason why there hasn't been a giant influx of craft breweries west of 75. I say that as someone who grew up and was raised and lived in the west side for most west of side my life. most of my yeah west side, west side until I went to college. Yeah. Um, then, then you but, managed to get out. Yeah. 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 Um, but the um, we uh, I, I I I'm still I mean I still go back to West Side just because it, I mean it is right where you know actually shoot I don't think I have a lot of family back there anymore now but you know we used to do that that causes a problem though <laughs> with looking for if you want to expand to a second location I mean well I think I mean I thought they have a good, West they have Side a, they have a second location right that's no. this this be in the planning I guess I don't know is that is that top secret or is that go through okay, I, don't I don't know. know. I heard about a second location that seemed... Uh, I'm still waiting for them to open up a rooftop bar on their current location. They've been talking mm-hmm. about that for a while. I haven't heard anything about that in I'm just trying to think if I time, ever but... saw cars in that building when I was, like, driving oh, I did, to yeah. school or something like that. I'm that, just, like... that and, like, when it was, like, the Honda dealership and all <laughs> yeah. that. No, no, no. The old was Westwood the Theater. That, yeah, that was the ATVs. The ATVs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. God, I remember, I remember going to movies yeah. at Westwood Theater mm-hmm. on there, and, like, you would walk right yeah. past all that, you know, past all the ATVs, past mm-hmm. everything, the old, uh, it was the old Woolenweber, wasn't it? Yeah, well, oh, yep. my God. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That was, uh, I mean, that was, I was, I was a tiny little tyke mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, uh, yeah, I, don't, I, yeah. I don't know, like, me speaking as a bias from someone who lives super close to Westside, and just using that as the example on you know, the Brewer of Seville, never hearing about it. And there are some people in probably Cincinnati that may not still be super familiar with them for one reason or another. I don't know how possible it is, but I would love to think that the quality of their beers would allow them to just pick up and open up a new location. Let's just say in Seville, in in, in a completely non-Cincinnati location. And the quality of their beer would allow them to maybe not become like one of the most popular breweries in the area, but would still make their name If they were known. on the east side of sure, Seville, right, would that work? Right, I don't know. Right, exactly. I, 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 don't know. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. But again, I have that bias, so it's hard for me to look at that kind of of a situation of, well, why didn't the Brewer of Seville know about them? It's like, well, yeah, but what about the, the breweries that he goes to? Like mm-hmm. the, some of the best breweries up there that we have no idea exist. It all it all kind of ties back into itself. <laughs> what is this? I can't, can't read that. Oh my God! Westside versus Mount Carmel, both local <laughs> neighborhood spots. spots, both style focus. Why so different? Just timing. Is that what that says? That's exactly. Okay. Yeah, I think you answered your own question. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think you answered your own question, and uh, the, the, so, the, so timing and startup capital probably. So. All right, so, so producer David asked a question, and then what we're going to do is Marco and Michael both need new beers, and we still have half of a podcast to go, so we knew that this was going to be an amazing show with you being on it, Michael. Uh, but one, qu- one question that, we'll kind of po- that producer David posed before we take a quick break, let's say two breweries that are community-focused or neighborhood-focused, however you might want to say it. Westside, the name, I guess. Westside mm-hmm. Brewing and Mount Carmel. Yes. They're both like those local neighborhood spots. Both are style focused, so not like what's the hype beer, but yeah. actual styles. And notably, um, do not make names for their beer. They just correct, say, right. it's they just just say this name is of the brewery, style. name right. of style. Right. Why are those two breweries so different, or are they really? Is it more of a perception? 
or is it just timing that Westside seems to be, I don't want to say sticking around, like more than Mount Carmel? It's so weird because that's Mount the, like, Carmel's I, right, older right, than I don't, most right, anybody. Right. And, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it is but, timing. Okay, and I, th- I think, okay. And I think that just Mount Carmel is on a, a, a more advanced uh, life cycle. Okay. And yeah, I, think, okay. I would agree with that. You know, yeah, I think that, that sounds fair. That's okay. and, I, and I think also, like, just fundamentally, um, Mike and Kathleen Dewey started 2006. Mm-hmm. That was a, they did not start it with a giant uh, wad of cash. They started it um, very organically mm-hmm. and then just kind of let beer build that company and then shifted where they could make a reason, just where they felt that the business so you, you started to lose a little bit of distrust, or did they have a little bit, you know, bottles weren't mm-hmm. weren't as weren't as in trend. They didn't want to get the cans, I guess. And they, you know, we're, we've kind of found themselves at a crossroads where they needed to find a way to, to have the business work for Mike and Kathleen. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I'd love to hear their version of this story. But probably my understanding is the decisions that they made were the result of being in the business for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And having really earned every single bit uh, uh, of the success that they had, and, and just kind of decided, all right, this is what's going to work for us. With Westside, I mean, they, they opened up much later in the mm-hmm. like in, in craft beer. They could open up, up while, the, while there was still that big craft beer boom. Where yeah, everyone they opened wanted up with, with a ton of money. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Just, just objectively sure, sure. a lot of money. Sure. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they're still they're still on frankly a learning curve where they're still finding out what works for them mm-hmm. and what what what's going to be successful or not yep. and it may be the case that we talk when we're on truth beer consequences 2028 we can talk <laughs> we, you know we can we just kind of see like well now we can see the similarities right. between the two breweries yeah. and kind of where they ended up but i mean I'll that would be yeah. That. yeah i would definitely yeah. say it would be timeline and also just how much money they started with. I mean, it's just kind okay. of a, kind of maybe an ugly way to talk about it, but it, it's just... I mean, but, it, but it makes sense. I mean, it's not... I don't well, think it's... I think for everybody that went early on in the, in the you know, the, the, the new wave of craft beer, that, that probably was one of the biggest things that they talked about is like, you know, probably need to start with a little more money. Yeah. When it, when the, when they say what you wish, well, I wish I would have started with more money. Yeah. 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 Maybe in 2028, it'd be like, wish it wouldn't have started with so much <laughs> fucking money. Right. There we go. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break so you guys can get some more beer, and then we will finish up the second half of the Brewer of Seville, pine talking with the gnarly gnome. Fantastic. All right. Oh my God, we have made it back, back. and we are. 30 some odd minutes into this, depending on where I decide to cut things. Uh, and we still have, probably we can get another 30 minutes of discussion in about uh, the second half. Don't challenge I don't, us. Oh, yeah, don't, don't <laughs> threaten me with a good time. Uh, with this episode of Pine Talking with the Brewer of Seville. Uh, let's see, we stopped with talking about about Listerman, about the, the potential, are we starting to see, or will we be seeing an influx of like change of hands in ownership as breweries start to to get older and more established and the original owners, the original people that set everything up start wanting to either retire or move on to different projects, what have you. Um, the next thing that they talked about was 
not about new ownership, but new locations. Right. 50 West opening up their new location in Deerfield Township, yeah. which is a lot closer to the Brewer Seville than their current location. Well, I guess so. It's a little <laughs> it's ish. so much closer. Ish. Ish. I mean, it's it's technically farther north than downtown, so, I mean, wouldn't that be closer then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm, during I'm rush hour, there. it's an hour closer. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Unless you got to fight that Fields Earl traffic for any reason oh, during rush hour. Jesus. God. That's a mess. Absolute mm-hmm. nightmare. Absolute nightmare. It's a mess. It's going to be over there by the Panda Express, which don't even get me started. They don't serve Panda. Some you know what? Shit. I thought that... <laughs> So what do you think panda would taste like? Do you think it'd be more on the steak rare. side, more on the chicken side? Yeah. Oh, yeah. hey, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah. That was absolutely perfect. Little side of some oh my God. fried rice and boom. Some bamboo shoots. Yeah, you bamboo shoots. And ba- baby um, corn. Why yes, is there the, little the little baby, baby corn, corn yes. in it? Yes, yes. I mean, why, why not? Is that is that just they pull they pull the corn early or what's the deal? Interesting. So apparently, producer David did did the googling. He mm-hmm. actually did the research for us, and apparently, panda is most similar to pork, hmm. okay. which which you would not want rare. No. In no. any way, shape, no, or form. No, no, no. So, it tasting rare might be accurate, but you don't want it rare. You don't want it rare. No, but, you know, no. It's a rare experience. You don't want that trichinosis or whatever that, that with the... Yeah, yeah, I think that's... It's pretty, much, pretty much bred out of, of the pigs at this point. You're not going to get that from uh, undercooked pork at this point. That's nice. Yeah, no. just to let you know. So if it's... Victory for, for factory farming. And that's right, <laughs> correct. And GMO. And GMO, exactly. So you get to live, I mean. So if it's yeah. similar to pork, are we going to have panda bacon anytime soon? I'd try it. Yeah, why not? Michael, that could have been good on that, that BLT you had. That could have been nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. no kidding. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? They talked about some festivals. Uh, the Gnome actually confirmed that Bachfest is his second favorite festival after Missing Link Fest, which I thought Bachfest would be number one, but he's like, no. And not even after the own festival he curated and planned, but. I think it was implied that, that, that was number three. I mean. Yeah, as implied. <laughs> so I know that we ran into each other, Michael, at, yeah. at Missing Link Fest, which right. was an absolute riot. I absolute am plan. not going to. It's vis-a-vis, Mark. Like, you have to get like actual water. It's not dry erase. It's not dry erase. <laughs> Poor producer David is being foiled by the laminated show sheet. Flip it over right on the other side. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Just flip it over. Absolute amazing time. It's like time. toilet paper. So, Use both sides, damn it. Oh, ugh. It's efficient. It's, no, it's wrong. Do you, do you fold or do you crumple? Doesn't matter. You do you. All right. Fair hmm. enough. We're, we'll, we'll let that one die where it is. <laughs> what festivals, I don't think they talked about what festivals they had up in the northern parts of Ohio that the Brewers Festivals haven't made it there yet. That's true. Well, they, <laughs> they have a beer week up there. They got Cleveland Beer Week. They have freaking w- winter warmer fest in like March. It's no longer winter. It's the winter warm. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be going up to, to Winter Warmer Fest. I'm like, it's, it's fucking like, March. It's so warm. It's not even, no. I don't understand. Yeah, Why no, did like, they do you that? stop selling. I, mean, I guess maybe everyone has all the winter warmers they the... couldn't sell. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, here you uh, guys let's go. Let's all get together and do this. Because at first I thought maybe they're planning for, like, the next winter, but then that's no. not what it sounded no, like no. at all. They're at like, all. no, we're celebrating winter. And I'm like, 
they don't want to get out when it's no. really cold. So once it's slightly less cold, they're like, all right, everyone come to a festival. I still say they should have it in the fall to where it's going into winter for the winter. But that's when we yeah. actually have the beers. Of yeah, milk, right. And, and they're fresh. The fall is when they when do the plan beer better. Plan better. I actually used to do that though. We, when I was in my twenties in, in the beer industry, we used to get like the closeout seasonals and yeah. just drink them the following seasonal. <laughs> That's what's so messed up about Cincinnati. Like we make Bachfest, and we're like, yeah, like we know that you're not going to be able to sell this Bach beer, but you make it. You and make we're gonna it make anyway. A festival, yes. and you have to serve it here, and like you have to have your beer here if you're really a Cincinnati brewery. And we know that you're not going to be able to sell it afterwards, but we don't care. Like you have to make it. You gotta. You gotta be part of this festival. And then you're on your own. But not only that, not only that, what's fucked up about Cincinnati and craft beer is we have that in... Nice. We we have that in March. Not even two full... Well, I guess... I swear to God. Did anyone else hear that? I'm not going to edit it out because I don't feel like taking that much time to do it. But not even... Not even... What was that? March, April, May... Not even three months. So less than three months, two-ish months from Bachfest, from where we say, we need you to brew a beer for a festival. The beer is going to sell for two weeks and then not again. Now we have Missing Link, which mm-hmm. is becoming a bigger and bigger thing. It's still not you know, the level of Bachfest. I don't know if it ever necessarily will be, but now there's a whole next level of, we also need you to do this that might sell on this one-day festival. I mean, but we want sell, as many yeah. people to do it. You can still sell it outside of that. What you, you, what you do is you sell it before, and you hold the stuff back for the festival. Like that, I always tell our breweries that are doing box, like, get them mm-hmm. to me in January when nothing sells. We'll see what we can do. And then at the very end, you know, we'll help hold these back for Bachfest. Mm-hmm. Or and you then. can hold them for and just hold, you hold them for Bachfest, and we'll send them in. Um, but, no, I mean, box are tough. They're very tough. It's, uh, they're so good, and Bachfest is so fun, but it is uh, an ever-present challenge that you know that you're basically, the second that the sun comes out from behind the clouds, no one is going to no buy a Bach. No one is going to buy it, yeah. No one yeah. is, it's just, it'll, even if it's 35 degrees, if it's sunny, people are like, nope, we're done spring with is this. here, we are going to the patio, open up the rooftops, give me the summer shandy, I'm, it's I'm summertime. Weird. It's like, if the sun is out, it's still spring, keep on giving me the box. I love, I, it. I love it. It's yeah. a spring beer. So what? What? And not that. I don't. Uh, are there any missing link beers in distribution or that have ever hit distribution? I no. say this like been around for years. We've sent a. We've oh, sent that's a few right. Out. That's right. West they Side, did. Not yeah. like not like major so, distribution. So what? And Urban Artifacts. They they definitely yeah they did that. Thank you, thank you, producer David for that. What sells better? Like I. Not that you're necessarily involved with. I don't think I'm we, not I don't, really involved I don't think with beer selling. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have all. the I don't think we have the luxury of, <laughs> of enough years or volume on missing link beers to decide, you know what's what's successful in distro and not successful in distro. I mean, the two or two ish that go out in distro, they they sell uh, mm-hmm. eventually. But what about like on know, draft though? Like I'm curious because I know that that this past missing link fest. Every every missing link beer that I believe both Urban and Humble Monk had on tap, which were from all the different breweries that made them, sold out that day. I think there were one or two that didn't. I think that but speaks I don't know more that to the amount of volume that they actually more volume than actual. The, 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 the festival did, and it was brewed for the festival. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But that's true. 
which is harder to sell? Like, just like, like speculate. Like, gotta, which is harder Bach. to sell, Mickey, Missing Link or Bach? Bach beer? Yeah. Bach or is much missing, easier to sell. You think? That's what oh, I would think too. Close, yeah. Missing well, Link, you can kind of cheat and like call it something else. And, like is. you can, yeah, it's a Belgian yeah. inspired something. Yeah, you can't really you're, cheat. You're you can't wrong, cheat and call right? it a, a hazy IPA. So. No. <laughs> so you can cheat and call a Bach a hazy IPA? No, but people know what a Bach is. Do and, they? Like, work enough. In Cincinnati. People, that's, that's yeah. guy. <laughs> Who's that guy? We don't know. We'll just ask a random person. Okay. Excuse me, sir. Sir, can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you know what a Bach beer is? See? Do okay. you, have you heard of Missing Link? And the Missing Link? Okay. All right. Okay. okay, cool. Thank you. I don't think that was a challenging question at all. Yeah, I no. would think that Bach beers are much Bach, more well-known. Bachfest has been around for 30 years. Well, Bach beers have been around for centuries. Time immemorial. For, right, right. Bach was old when Missing Link was new. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> oh. Oh, nice. Was, it was very old. Yeah. It was centuries yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that's an old yeast, whatever, but yeah. nothing compared to the monasteries. Well, and I feel, I feel like also, beer. and I've, I've loved the missing link beers that I've had. So this is not anything to take away from them, but I feel that from other conversations that I've had, other things that I've read, listened to, that type of thing, beers made with that yeast strain might not ever be able to be consistent, made the same time and time again, where Bach beers can continue to be consistent or at least more consistent it's a squirrely yeast year in and there, year there's out. no doubt right, about it right. it's a squirrely yeast yeah speaking of squirrely yeah. these damn reds they're three and one and they got bases loaded at the top of the first don't mm. go in a damn hole here <laughs> in the, at the fucking top of the first we are we are entering the season where marcus Ooh. starts randomly screaming about the reds while we're recording i'd like I miss this that's like okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I think Bach is people know people know what that is, and it's, I would it's agree. you can do, we we do okay with it. Um, Wooden Cask has a good Bach. They do a mm-hmm. Heller Bach. I mean, we used to do with Hofbrau my Bach. Uh, there was a uh, little we bar. We don't say the called, name around here. No. <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, Out of respect for there was, I mean, they used to do a Mayfest at uh, Madeira Inn. Used to have a Mayfest. They used to get uh, Maybach on, and I, th- I always thought that would be that should be the next festival. Is that people should start doing Mayfests with Maybachs, which I don't think people know this. Uh, it wasn't really a Maybach, but uh, Dead Guy Ale mm-hmm. yeah, was yeah. Uh, claimed to be a Maybach. Started as a Maybach, whatever you want to say. Dead Guy Ale. Yeah. Is that from, from Rogue? Rogue. Yeah. Rogue. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I got um, so drunk one day on Rogue, and then I was <laughs> chasing it with uh, Red Stag. Oh, Red Stag, Red uh, Stag, Red Stag, and Coke. When Rachel, like Dr. when Pepper. Rachel listens to this, she's gonna remember <laughs> <laughs> the day that I had to get helped into the house, and then there was a lot of cleaning involved. I just oh no! Say. Oh God. no! Oh man! All right, let's let's move away from Bach and Missing Link and, yeah. and go to something else. Michael, like, any day where you had a lot of cleaning involved. <laughs> Uh, I got a four-month-old. I was gonna say with with kids, with kids every day. Okay. Um, Oh my my god. So speaking of cleaning. Yeah. What you got? Or maybe more sterilization. I don't know. I'm kind of afraid to dive into this at all. Okay. Brewery strip club combos. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Pints and Michael, you've been there, right? No. Oh my god. (laughs) So. 
So apparently, <laughs> apparently this exists, and it's, a clean it's, space exists in a strip club, and that's where they brew. You know, it here's, here's, what here's what I'm saying. Like, okay, you guys want to? Like, right. I'm sure, I'm sure that there are that that is like there are dirtier breweries in that strip club. I'm sure. Okay. Oh, probably. But, okay. Well, like, I mean, for one, they probably brew a lot more, so that that's mm. way more. <laughs> Speaking of yeast, uh, no, we're not, we're not going into yeast conversations. Jesus, um, that was a thing. Look it up. <laughs> somebody, somebody did it. We Just found saying. a wild yeast strain up the strip club. No, we're not. No, good lord. But Cancel. so <laughs> that's what infects beer, right? <laughs> I, Strippers. <laughs> Maybe this was a bad. Talking point. It was happened. in the it episode. Could've, it it was in the episode. I guess. Could have foreseen. So, and yeah. I, oh, I absolutely knew what I was getting into. But then once I actually got into it, it's like I don't know how to remove my foot from my mouth. It's impossible. So it's it's we're just we're just gonna run with it. So it's a, this is a real thing. Like yes. y'all need to listen to this episode. This yes. is truly a thing. This place exists for better or worse. Yes. More on the worse side, I would I would. But the other thing is, it's hard a, to say because I feel like they, it's weird because. As was pointed out in the episode, getting a brewing license is sometimes a way to to, to short circuit the process of getting a liquor license. Right, right. Um, and people do it. Um, that happens. Mm-hmm. I know uh, it works well sometimes. You know, whatever. It's something. It's just it's yeah. just a factoid. You don't even know about it. Well, and does, um, sorry, but it's weird. It's, it's weird. Like, and like it sure seems like that was a big part of the motivation as an outsider. But then yeah. they pointed out that they also are part of the guild, are on the yeah. passport. Yeah. The name isn't like just some generic stripper That's, name. No. It's Heinz and, and Pinups, which seems to kind of imply that there's going to be a focus on both the beer and the other part and the of other the extracurriculars yeah. yes so I, I think that's what's interesting to me is it but it, it, it sounded like it's again i've heard about this it's kind of a folk legend um well and apparently it was confirmed that it's not just lore no i mean it's, it's real it's it's, it's a real thing but, yeah, sasquatch it like exists it doesn't it doesn't yeah it sounds like it's like it isn't like if you the actual premises is not a blend of a brewery and a strip club right and that's just a strip club and that's what i was gonna ask like for them to get kind of a brewing license or whatever you know that is could it be someone that is home brewing in an attached building or something that's not even like officially part of that and they're just you know saying we're selling that here does it actually mean they have to be brewing on site like like where you know what i mean it's b1 licenses and uh, sorry a1 license a1a a1c licenses no no problem i Um, i don't really okay so because could they be brewing there but like it's like a homebrew system like they're brewing five gallons at a time i mean like at 9 a.m before 10 a.m 10 gallons 10 gallons (laughs) no but at 10 a.m before you know the girls show up i don't know no but the thing is the (laughs) fact that it's a strip club i actually think that a concept where if it was more... Okay, so we have Birkus, right, in Ludlow. Yeah. Yes. yeah. They have a circus. Sure. If we had a brewery that w- did uh, burlesque shows on the weekends, like, and that was their thing. They did mm-hmm. burlesque. Sure. It, it's a totally different vibe, and it could be more hipster and all this, and it could be something that would be cool, and maybe they did other things, like... Um, other shows, uh, you know, Sunday morning drag brunch or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it, to me, that seems more craft than 
uh, just a flat out strip club. Strip club. I would agree. I'm with not that. saying you, you you can or you shouldn't. I'm not right. saying you can or you shouldn't. You know, partake. Uh, but to me, hmm. what's the that that concept seems more in line with craft. Yeah, I I agree. I think that. I feel like the pies and pinups concept and, and as pints. this pints, the pints yeah. no pies no pies <laughs> oh now okay. hold on you didn't get nope all right well, i won't yeah, do that's it. against state law oh my god okay. oh, it's not god. the lowest rating i've ever seen oh my gosh uh, producer david was showing the untapped rating i think it's like that would put it at like but they're definitely still making beer like yeah. that's what's so crazy to me is like i i understand like the the weird liquor license thing that some places do to to open up a a tap room yeah, I mean they're uh, making more beer than most. They're making actual beer, look. and so yeah. like I, I was looking, and like they like they made uh, recently. What are some um, of their beer names? Uh, they're not that. They're not. not oh, okay. No, okay. like it's it's not even like what you expect. Not okay. as good as you'd imagine. Uh, right. the, the, right. the the recent check-ins are raspberry IPA, and there's a strawberry ale. Okay. Um, strawberry people like the strawberry ale. There's a lot of those check-ins. <laughs> um. Yeah, a lot of strawberry. Another IPA, IPA. <laughs> but like, like the names aren't um, as pinup or as. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're not getting great ratings as far as beer goes, mm-hmm. but people are checking in like actual beer. Beers from there, mm-hmm. okay. That have been like brewed, brewed. recently. Like what it's not ama- like what an amazing. It's not fake. You're you're going to a strip club. You are buying the strip club's house sale. You are signing on to a craft beer app to check in that you are at a at, strip club, right. buying the strip club's beer, and you are not alone in this. Other people have done right. it. Right. Well, you're not going there what for you're not going there for it's the amazing, entertainment. It's amazing, isn't it? It's, it's like, fantastic. It's like the whole you get it's Playboy wonderful. for the articles kind of right. thing. I'm, I'm there for the beer. I'm not there for for the girls. Sure. I mean, of you know, the, the articles are incredibly well written. However, you get a little bonus, you know, to. Well, they took the whole concept of, of some of these other restaurants, and I'm not going to use the term, hmm. and they just took it to the step that turned it up to eleven. Turned turned it to the next level, right now. I, I'm not. I mean, it sounds it, like the strip club is brewing more beer than many other locations that have right, an and, and license for the same purpose. And kind of like yeah. what you said, Marco, with with like <laughs> you know using burlesque. At what? Where is that line that's drawn between making something craft versus making it just like a cheap gimmick? You know what I mean? Like, where, where yeah. is that line? Sometimes. Does, does it exist? Well, I think you know? what, I mean, if we're going to say that there's something fun about craft beer in 2023, it does seem to be that people can just kind of do things goofy right. like that. Right. And, and just kind of like. Sorry, Marco. <laughs> keep taking your mic. <laughs> What's this voice? Uh, it's, it's just a guy. Uh, if if I want a strip club, mm-hmm. and if I want that strip club to exist, right, I want them to make their own beer, right? Like that, they might so be only might, one strip club is doing what they, you feel they, all strip clubs. They is, is, might, is it the strip club no, making the beer, or is it the brewery f- that has the strip? Like which comes first? No, I, uh, uh, the strip club comes first. but but they might be my favorite strip club because they make their own. They beer. They make their own beer, and that that yeah. kind of means something. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Sorry, let me give you a microphone. You should, I mean, <laughs> you need a microphone. <laughs> it's all right. 
I have others, but I mean, it's we fine. have more mics. We have but, more. You know, yeah. I I'm I'm set up ready for six. Just saying. Yeah. But anyways, um, but would, no, I, I I agree that uh, to a larger to a larger point that if you're gonna have a service industry business and you have the opportunity to service making sure we're all on the same page yeah sure we'll go sure. with that sure we'll go with that it's not manufacturing jesus uh, i mean but yes. i'm you keeping my work. opinions to myself <laughs> but uh so but why not brew your own beer why not sure right and that's what I was saying, like, wh- is there a line? Like, where is the line or is there a line between, like, again, look, you know, look at Birkus, look at... Um, well, the BMV uh, should not have their own brewery. No. Uh, should not. Why well, not? I, mean, I don't know. I, Dude, that would make my trips there so much better. <laughs> no, I actually would, would you, love that, but I don't think that should exist. No, no, no. But here's the deal. Would you drink more beer if the BMV had a brewery, or would it just you would just drink more beer at the BMV than where you're drinking right now? Mm. This is a philosophical question. No, no, you're right. It really is. you're not wrong. No, I, I don't feel. Like, I mean, for me, I am at peak beer consumption right now. There's, it's not going to go anywhere for me. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are at that. Like, where like I mean, I own a beer distributor. I feel. I like seen. to go to their places. I, I'm at. I'm no place. You cannot invent a place that's going to create more beer drinking for me. Yeah. I'm never. It's never going to happen. Like it'd be like if it's a cool place, it just means you might some other place is not going to get my beer drinking. And that's I feel fair. like I feel like that's, that's where we get. That's kind of where we're at right now in the industry. Well, I mean, like, we've gotten like the, if the BMV starts doing beer. That means that, you know, the mail, the post office is not going to get my pints anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's certainly a lot of, uh, you know, a lot to that, right? I mean, you can go uh, to, to the zoo and, and grab your beers. You can <laughs> I, go to Jungle The Gym, zoo is a top to... five pint location, by the way. You go to the way. zoo and grab your beers. You can go to Kroger and grab your beers. You can go to, Jungle you know, Gyms. Jungle Gyms and grab your beers. You're grocery shopping with beers. I mean, so it, much it's, better to grocery there's shop so many opportunities. Beer to have your beers at places and and I think uh, some places are trying to be creative with where uh, that is a good point that uh, producer Dave is bringing up as far as like beer consumption all that there are still a ridiculous amount of people that still drink macro beers mm-hmm. and, and kind of only macro beers yeah to where well that's where the growth potential is that's you where the growth so? potential has always lied in trying to expose people to the crap beer that just don't. But I feel like yeah. we have exposed those people, and they they've passed. I mean, that's my opinion. If you well, say, well, the BMV only sells craft beer. Right. Everyone has to go to the BMV at some point. Right. So therefore, boom, you might make them a craft beer convert. I do. Well, I do agree with Michael. Where we're we're so into this new craft beer wave, where there's. Uh, you know, a generation or two where, I mean, Michael's kids are, are very young, but they're going to grow up around craft beer. Mm-hmm. We've got a generation uh, that 10 years ago was, you know, 11, and now they're turning 21. Yeah. Right. And they've right. been exposed to, you know, their parents having Rheingeist in the refrigerator yeah. Yeah. and, you know, Madry in the refrigerator and, uh, and all these other things. And so 
we have exposed all of them, and un, I think unfortunately is what's happening is there's so much now widening the spectrum on what they can have, and a lot of times they're choosing just not to have craft beer. Or even not not so much of that, and I forget if this was a Cincy Brewcast episode, but there was some podcast that was talking about something similar to where for the generation that is turning 21 today within the next two, three years, five years, what have you, is, and this is just an example, is Rheingeist the new, you know, grandpa's beer. Oh, this is what my parents drank, so I don't want to... You know what I mean? But it, but it is. It's yeah, like no, if that's true. all that they yeah, were well, exposed to. Grandpa Jason is... Uh, lo- <laughs> right. <laughs> he yeah, loves his Rheingeist. It's, it's, yeah. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, is that is, going to... I don't, I don't want to say that that'll necessarily turn that generation more to the macro beers because, again, that whole cyclical, no, what's I, old is new again, blah, blah, blah. But what, what craft beer is to us it's not going to be that same thing to I, the newer generation at least I to the same you extent I, I, I think guess. You're, it won't be like for me it felt when I was you know I mean for me my grandpa's beer was craft beer mm-hmm. so for me I mean, like it, it was not I mean it wasn't a ninja versus the cryo kind of thing yeah, yeah. but I mean he, he was he was drinking Sam Adams sure. he liked all that stuff Christian Moorline and so, but it just tasted good, mm-hmm. and it was available to me, so I liked it. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, same, was... tying back to the podcast, I mean, the gnome's kind of introduction to beer, or at least what he really started with, was craft beer and bringing that craft beer yeah, Mount Carmel, to the parties to, to, mm-hmm. to, the parties. to everyone else. But oh, it, was a, it was a huge thing. I, mean, I think that it was so interesting to hear them talk about, like, bringing it and being like, I'm the guy with this beer. Right. And it was a huge right. part. I mean, when I turned 21, all I... I never. I, I would buy natural light, of course, for my underage friends or your your completely for, legal legally, drinking age friends. By my friends <laughs> who are legal in other countries. Let's there just we say go. that. There we go. Um, but no, I we would we we get that stuff. But I mean, like, at the, like you would just always get a six pack for myself. That was just something that was interesting. Something that was mm-hmm. more had some kind of story behind it. Had something that was differentiated like it was, it was a focal yeah, point I mean I, people I mean like it was like Brooklyn uh, CBC was big back then I mean those were the kind of six packs I would bring Sierra Nevada um, Molson for whatever reason I got a lot of Molson High Life but that was just because it was a, you know honest beer to tasty price sure, but, the, sure. but but you would do that and you would you would take six for you thinking mm-hmm. these were my six yeah and then you were happy to go ahead and and let other people experience that and then as that friend circle or whatever that was grew uh, you understood or I would imagine came to understand that hey enough people like this that I better bring more than six because I'm not getting my full six because now other people want this stuff too yes which is great which you, all, you, I mean we're talking you, about we're talking a long time ago yeah you, you <laughs> you've always been evangelizing about this product uh, yeah. or this space let's but say that I, th- I think that I think Noam talked about it too but it was like the the differentiation was fun too it was like here's this beer I'm drinking that you can't drink because it's too it's too high ABV it's too dark in color it'll it'll scare you yeah you know what yeah. I mean it has some kind of like quality that you just don't expect a beer to have and that'll fuck you up it's and, not fizzy yeah. yellow water, so you, exactly. you're not yeah. going to know what to do with it, this. So there's never been yeah. a television commercial about this. You do not know how to process it. Um, I think that was kind of what was fun about it. Now, 
you do see craft beer as being a little bit more of a culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's kind of like in the margins. I think the craft beer is more or less you're going to be rep- new people are going to come in and old people are going to leave. It's going to happen. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, okay. yeah, I mean, don't point at Marco. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, but, no, but I think, I think, I mean, I think that, like, the, the real danger is not for, I mean, I think craft beer is going to be okay. I mean, I think people are going to, going to find their way to it. High quality product. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's some challenges, but I mean, I think, I mean, the challenges are mostly born right now by, I mean, individual breweries are the ones that, you know, I mean, a lot of these people, that's all I'll say no. about that. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, yeah, no, but I, I, I get what you're saying, and what I would say is that, you know, from from running a tap room on a on a day to day basis, uh, there are every every spectrum of age, um, and what's really cool is every spectrum of of people come in, uh, but more and more and more, we're finding that it's. Um, you know, in the early times on the on the weekends, it's families. Uh, you know, soccer tournament is happening nearby. We just get clobbered mm-hmm. at the brewery, mm-hmm. and it's you know, soda is the number one pour for three quarters of the day, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, when when the day ends, you know, you're. Uh, whatever it is, your your light fizzy, whatever craft beer or your you know uh, traditional or, or IPA or your signature IPA is and ends up uh, nudging out soda as the number one pour for the day. Mm-hmm. You know, so what what it is is that the, these families with young kids are coming in and it's a place to go and and have a an experience and food and drink and all this other stuff. But the other thing too is there's a, there's an acceptance there. Right, you go to ABC restaurant. It doesn't matter what it is. ABC chain restaurant. ABC, it doesn't matter. There's an acceptance at a craft brewery that you just don't get other places. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm 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 gonna get on a, a little bit of a soapbox here. So go for it. This, this is April. This is Autism Awareness Month, and um, my son Vincent uh, has autism, and for 10 years or, or more, Vincent has been my brewery buddy. Mm-hmm. And what he's loved about going to breweries is that he could just be in his own head, in his own space. He could um, plug in his phone, charge it up at the bar. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of these uh, breweries have spaces where you can to plug in because it wasn't necessarily their idea where, you know, somebody with... Uh, you know, abilities or special abilities was needed a place to plug in. It was more of a, a, a way to find a third space for mm-hmm. people who, as an alternative to coffee, wanted to work. Um, but it worked for him, and he would plug in, and he would just zone out. He would just, you know, listen to his music or watch his videos, and he would have his soda. He and 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 I would I would have a beer, and we cheers when we get there, and. You know, I'd, I'd ask him if he's having a good time, and he loved it, and he wanted, you know, wanted to have brewery merchandise to wear, and it just—it was a safe space. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a space that it, there was—it was accepting. Now, t- today, you don't get that at Applebee's. You don't get that mm-hmm. at Applebee's. Not at Applebee's, no, not at all. And today, uh, the place that I work at, uh, we tapped a beer for Autism Month. 
Autism oh, yeah. Awareness Month nice. uh, that I worked with um, the production team, and it's a blueberry vanilla blonde. And for the month of April, um, there's a charitable aspect to it and all that. But it, it does go back to the fact that, you know, when we were talking about uh, um, spaces and people and generations and finding craft beer and mm -hmm. accepting and all this other stuff, it, they provide a space that is not like a chain restaurant. It's mm -hmm. not like Applebee's. It's not like all these other places. Now, it also is that to a fault at some points, meaning if, you know, you've got soccer teams that show up and all of a sudden they bombard the kitchen with food orders because there's not a holding space. There's not a 30-minute wait. Mm. There's not a wait to be seated. You just show up and sit where you want and then you or place your order. Or stand where you want. Yeah. Or stand where you yeah. want and you place your order and then all of a sudden, you know, order comes in, order comes in, order comes in, order comes in and it's like, uh, all right, we've got enough orders now to where uh, we're on an hour and 10-minute wait for food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we don't use a restaurant model to where we actually put you in a holding space so that we can actually uh, 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 seat you and get you serviced in a particular amount of time, right? But nonetheless, there's games, there's board games, there's skee-ball, like breweries have things, activities to help keep you engaged and involved for the most part mm -hmm. until whatever it is, your food comes out and whatever. Long story short, the acceptance in craft has been there for a long time and part of the identity in craft is that acceptance and we're always working to build on that acceptance of everybody no matter what that means from you know the 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 place where you're from the the you know origin of of you know your your where you come from, the, the, the color of your skin, the, the, the gender that you, uh, that you are, um, or the ability that you have. And that special place in craft doesn't exist in almost any other place mm -hmm. in beverage mm -hmm. or food. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to step off. <laughs> and so I'm going to go from uh, 5'9", to five seven, <laughs> uh, probably the height of Johnny Manziel. Uh, but anyway, uh, great episode of Crime and Sports. I listened about to him. it today. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal Crime and Sports about Johnny Manziel. That guy's a piece of shit. Anyways, <laughs> oh. anyways, uh, but I, I think that as a that is part of the badge that craft beer wears mm -hmm. is something that is is always there and always trying to at least most of the, of the people that I know in craft are trying to be better at mm -hmm. and better than anybody else at yeah. it. Yeah. That in a way ties to kind of the next point that I had on my list for this episode in kind of like a weird roundabout way. I feel like we should have Like what that. do that was, that was a great, uh, that, that that was was a great like, yeah. <laughs> Marco's not a fan of being applauded. I've tried before, and he's like, eh, nah. <laughs> the, the conversation or the touch point came up in this episode. What do, what do breweries today need to do, need to do to get by? Do they need a gimmick? You know, do they need strippers? Do they need you know, crazy high beers week in and week out? Do they need whatever? But I think that you 
at least for me, kind of answer that. As long as they stay inclusive, as long as they ensure that anybody who comes in and who comes in with anybody, with a member of their family, with a friend, with whoever, make that that welcoming space that you don't get in those other in these other industry areas. I don't know. I kind of think that. I mean, making good beer helps, but is that really number one on the list? Is it more? It used to be. Been, yeah. It it used to be you a long time so? ago. It it used to be when there were only a few places to drink. It, you had you had to either make you know uh, you just made beer or you made great beer and that right. was enough. But once the once the model flipped to where there's a tap room and it, and you could have food. It was like it that that totally changed the spectrum. Michael, maybe you have a little bit more um, yeah I mean I I don't think there's always been places that have made subpar beer but have gotten along for a variety of reasons sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad it just is the case mm-hmm. um, it does feel like I mean I feel like 10 years ago I remember getting the speech about how there's too many breweries and they all suck and it's going to ruin the whole thing for everyone. This I mean, 10 years ago. Yeah. I got this speech. I've been hearing it. So, I mean, I started in 2012. So, by 2013, it was already this fucking shit's over. Um, <laughs> that bubble's popping. Yeah, the bubble, yeah. The bubble's yeah, going to burst. Gonna in, burst two, yeah. in 2013, I distinctly remember it was at Cock and Bull, Hyde Park. It was just like, this thing's fucking over. Um, <laughs> I, just, I just remember specifically. Um, and it was, it was completely the opposite happened. Uh, a million breweries popped up and everyone's backyard and it psyched everyone out. They loved it. They were so excited that these breweries were here and it turned a lot of people into craft beer. Um, it is probably the case that breweries kept coming more than they needed to with more money than they needed to and that's going to be for everyone to figure out in the coming years. But I mean, the fact is, you know, we already, the people always talk about like, the bubble of the 90s and stuff like that, or whatever, like, they, 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 net, net brewery openings and closings were still flat. It was still flat. Like, it was this horrible bubble burst in the 90s. And look, look, I'm not saying that it's going to be flat going forward. It might end up in the negative. And it might have been the negative by quite a bit. But at the end of the day, like, it still, it wasn't even that long that you look at breweries that open, like, what, is it Stone opened up in 97, like, the year that the whole bubble burst, and now you can drink their beer anywhere. And, yeah. you know, maybe maybe they haven't made the, all the friends that maybe they could, but... That's uh, a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. Oh, absolutely. But at the end of the day, I mean, at the end of the day, you look at the places, I mean, Brew Kettle locally, they, um, locally, Ohio. Sure, Kettleburg. Um, they, they opened the same, well, at the same right. time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, you still have people, you still have breweries that are opening today, that are going to be around when we have this podcast in 2028 and talk about what went wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still the case. Uh, you know, again, I have my opinions about just exactly how many breweries uh, make sense <laughs> in the metro area and what they should be doing. But, I mean, I, that's just my opinion, you know. And yeah. you know what they say about opinions. Well, and when we put in into, I mean, some numbers perspective, I think... There might have been prior to, was it, prior to prohibition, and maybe uh, producer David can help me with this. I think there was two thousand or three thousand breweries that uh, about, about yeah. 
And then today, just that have registered with the the um, craft brewers guild that are operating or in planning. It's over ten thousand. Right. Look at when you look at some of those those breweries that like even here in Cincinnati, like you know, Kristen Moorline was making what three hundred thousand. Yeah, like, I was yeah. gonna say two fifty. Like, like, yes. like, an enormous amount. They were making more beer than anybody else in the city. Is like, they were bigger than Rheingeist, Wait, which is this is insane is this to think about. Like, is it, this supposed to make us feel better about the modern <laughs> no, version? No, I'm just I'm just saying. Like, yes, there there are definitely more breweries now, mm-hmm. but I don't know that we're drinking. More beer. more beer. We're just drinking beer in a different way. Like, I took your microphone. You can't talk. <laughs> no, and the majority of them are pro- producing less than a thousand barrels a year. Yeah. yeah. That that's the other thing to this is that uh, the majority of them at under a thousand barrels a, be- a year, and in Cincinnati to only have one brewery that's producing over a hundred, and then only everybody one is that's producing over twenty thousand. Over point. yes, only one that's producing over mm-hmm. twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Insane. that's that's. Kind of in Cincinnati. Oh, oh, what's that? Their reported numbers, and then there's Boston. You here. think there's? Well, yeah, but I mean they're not headquartered here. We, I got in trouble for just putting them. Look, look, I love, I love Sam Adams. Just want to say, I've, I, I own multiple perfect pints. I have drank their beer since I turned 18. How many, how many bottles of Utopias do you have? I don't have any bottles oh. of Utopias, oh. and if they would like to send me one, that would be fantastic, <laughs> yes. because yes. of how big a fan I've been. Yes, all and, of us, um, big fans. We Paul would Morgan, love... You come over? No. Oh, 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 God, are we getting more? <laughs> Hello, everyone at this table oh. loves <laughs> and would love to have Utopias. Thank you, Sam Adams, for the amazing product amazing thing that you put into that beautiful utopias class that bottle is something to be appreciated and we would love to appreciate it personally forever in perpetuity in our own home so please send four bottles to everyone at this, a bottle for everyone at this table and thank you Thank you, Morgan. We really appreciate you uh, going to bat for us for, for that. Um, I mean, we know that that the people, the fine folks at Sam Adams are big fans of the show. And yeah, they have to be. Right? I mean, they have to. I mean, how I mean we've they tagged them like three times. Yeah. <laughs> We're the number one podcast that talks about Cincinnati Craft Beer Podcast. I they mean, know number one. They know who Unam- so. Unambiguously a brewery that brews beer in Cincinnati area. There is uh-huh. no denying that. Mm-hmm. No one should deny it. You know? Jim yeah. Cook has local ties. Oh, yeah. His dad worked at the Hootapole Shaneling plant. Mm-hmm. We all agree. <laughs> it's just they make a lot of beer, yes. and most of it sells somewhere else. And just if you're just comparing apples to apples, sometimes it's not the worst thing to just not include them because otherwise they're just they brew so much. It just enters yeah. that, that huge time. gray area you just and then, we're trying yeah. to stay. Is it, I mean, not not a value judgment. They yeah, brew no, no. great beer. I mean, you know, I'm not going to get into the same ad- the Boston lager reformulation. I haven't had the new stuff. I'm sure You want to have the tasty. old stuff. We have it right <laughs> over there. <laughs> I'm sure it's tasty. I'm All I'm saying all I'm saying is that if you drive to Sam Adams HQ, you're going to be driving a long time from here. It's just, and, and at the end of the day, 
if we include them, it's... It's a whole different they're, they're, conversation. They're, you're talking millions it's, of barrels. They yeah. produce millions of barrels nationwide. So many barrels. Congratulations to them. Yes. We should. I, I wish we had more breweries that were nationwide and, you know... That would be great. Wouldn't Eventually, it be great Cincinnati if they would need take more over vans. You would need a lot more vans. That's true. That's true. <laughs> At that point, they could probably buy a couple planes. Well, I guess planes. I don't know how that would so work. Planes are not typically with used. With pressurized. Right. I know. I said that. I'm just like. Yeah. Mm. Cannons. Yeah. Cannons. Can't Cannons. Use. Cannons. Right have now. you ever flown? Drones. Drones. Have I ever picked? As a pilot, have you? do you pilot or fly or anything? Do I fly? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't either. We just happen to be here at Summit Park where some people... <laughs> there used to be an airport. Be an airport. There yeah. used to be an airport. Yeah. Some, people, some people learn to fly here. Here, it's true. Here's I cool. have an uncle and a cousin who are both aviators. Okay. That's cool. I nice. just wear the sunglasses. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, and on that note, how about some more oh, beer? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was going to say, I have two other things about this episode to mention, but... No, if, if we that's want to it, cheers. No, well, we, no, we, we can't cheers glasses. with empty glasses. Right. So let's take a super quick break. Let's try to make it super quick this time. Mm -hmm. Because Michael has to leave in like 30 minutes to not be like put out in the doghouse. Oh, way more so. than it's, it's over. Oh, it's, no, over. it's over. Well, then, then shit. We got all the time in the world then. I mean, because once you cross, <laughs> once you cross that cross line. Rubicon, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, let's get another, another beverage, whatever anyone wants to get. I know that that uh michael if you want a beer cool if not just something that we can cheers with and then let's try to wrap this up in the next yeah. 15 minutes and uh send everyone Sounds good. away all right Sounds we'll dope. be right back all right we have do we all have low g yeah nice, nice. excellent not even planned but it's that's a great beer not a coincidence not no. a coincidence at all no this was this was pre-planned and that's, uh, that's our story, and we're sticking to it. Bottom of the four, three to one, Reds. Here we go. I'm telling you. So, uh, so where, we, where were we? Yeah, two more notes. And two then, more notes, uh, yes. And we'll be able to let Michael uh, go. Get so some that dinner he can, and get home to his family. Yeah. And he's got he's to go <laughs> Krogering. Just the one at this point. <laughs> he's got to go Krogering. Oh, man. This one, I'm, I'm almost afraid to bring it up because it could lead down another like hour-long tangent. Ah, uh, the rancid rabbit hole. The rancid rabbit hole. Uh, Gnome's top five Cincinnati breweries if someone's visiting the city. Mm -hmm. this, uh, was, yes. this was, and, and I kind of agree with him, this isn't something you can necessarily answer because we have so many, I don't want to say specialized breweries, but depending on the beer that you like, depending on are you going with your family, is it just you, is this... There's so many. I love how he skirted around the question by making sure that he was very <laughs> thorough with his qualifiers. And I don't disagree with him. Right. I right. really don't. Uh, you know, I, it, this doesn't need to be argument television. No. Like Stephen A. Smith versus, you know, whatever putts they have on there on the show or whatever. Um, you know, I, I, I get it. And, it, and right. it has to be thoughtful and it has to be meaningful. And, and he wants to curate an experience for you. Um, but, uh, but like, yeah, I would love to recommend Urban Artifact to everyone, but <laughs> yeah, kind of a cop out. But no, but it, yeah. it, it really wasn't. Urban is amazing. Yeah. But if you're not into sours or if it's just not something that you have much experience with or if your belly won't let you drink those right things. right mm -hmm. you're not going to have a good time if you get and you're going to say I, I i only had a you know time for five breweries i did not enjoy this one at all that could depending on where that is in you know the you know 
brewery one, brewery two, whatever brewery stop it is, that could, pardon the pun, sour your experience towards wow. all of the other. They don't make sour beers. It's okay. Sorry. It's okay. okay. Hey, oh, man. Oh. That was going to walk that was, so far. No, that was, that was a good joke. Everyone else agrees it was a good joke. Right. It, was, it, was a decent, right, it was a decent pun. I've been overruled. That's fine. But, right, I mean, depending on what that person likes, what they're looking for. They're not sour, they're tart. They are tart. And that's why I said, well, my bad, they don't make sour beers. You know, I, I tried to, you know, walk that back a little bit. But it really was a good answer because there were posts like on in the... <laughs> what does Fritz know, really? And when are we what getting more? Know, right? And 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 Rich hey, motherfucker. And yeah. hey, we he had were, a microscope, and it's like, oh, is he on a microscope? So. Speaking of Fritz, we were promised uh, new episodes of Bruce Guy's Happy Hour soon. That I'm still waiting. That's that was a long time ago. What's that? Ooh, oh, ooh, Michael, top five, top top five, five breweries. Pretty, oh, pretty, shit. Look at producer look David's look bringing producer the heat. David trying Here to drive the show. Five local breweries to visit. Okay. Listerman Brewing Company. Okay. Alexandria Brewing Company. Darkness Brewing Company. Wooden. Oh, sorry, Darkness Brewing. Not Darkness Brewing Company. Different uh, place. Wooden Cask Brewing Company. York Street and Wooden Cask, Newport. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. all right, all right. That's so weird, Michael. That was a cop, yeah, that was a cop, That's yeah. so strange. <laughs> all right. It's very interesting. I. Hmm. Okay, hmm. so if we're excluding those, which we all agree are the top five, if we're excluding those, <laughs> which we're all agreeing. Yeah. Top, top five <laughs> that are uh, places that you don't distribute. You Ooh. can't uh, include any place that you distribute. I, no, Ooh, I think it's, okay. it's more fun. It's more fun for me. Yeah. Because um, I think it's actually fucking easy. Um, I do think you should go to Renard Facts. You should grow up. You should try their beer. Um, it's grow up and try their beer. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love that. Yeah, I fucking love it. Just fucking I love deal that. with it. Just fucking yeah. deal with it. Well, yeah. you're, you're on vacation. You're gonna you don't have to have a whole pint. Just get, you know, the... Sample it. Yeah. And you know what? They got guest tests. They, they, they're prepared for your pickiness. Okay? They're prepared <laughs> I love it. I they, love they, it. Yeah. Um, go to Ryan Geist. Uh, they're an absolute fucking monster. Um, it's a beer cathedral. Mm-hmm. They have uh, fantastic beer. It's absolutely enormous. It's bigger on the inside. Um, uh, I love uh, it. Got, yeah, they got. <laughs> Whoa. Hey now. Uh, they got a rooftop bar. If it's open, you got to go to that. They got the cornhole. Um, go to Ryan Guys Diesel Pete's. Um, then I would say go to the 50 West Brewing Campus. Uh, it's absolutely fucking awesome. The tap room is uh, you have to go there. It's it's abs- it's a piece of Cincinnati history, Cincinnati brewing history. It's it's one of my favorite places I've ever been. Um, you mean the one that they just reopened, the, right? The one that they the, just the, reopened, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Oh, the brew pub, not the brew, the brew pub. Yeah, sorry, okay, brew okay, pub. Okay. Trying to keep my lingo straight, but yeah, and then they got the <laughs> they got the burger bar, they got the production facility, definitely Fifty West Brewing Company. Um, and then if you've managed to not eat by now, you should go to Nine Giant, and they have phenomenal beer, probably some of the best beer in the city, I believe. Um, Easily the most underrated brewery outside of the five I mentioned. Um, have fa- fantastic beer. Have fantastic food. It's not a backhanded compliment. Their beer and food are A+. Plus. Uh, and it's in a cool neighborhood. Um, a lot of cool stuff. Guests like F.A. Um, I'm trying to think, actually. Neighborhoods change a lot. Uh, <laughs> but used to be a lot of cool stuff. Maybe there still is. Um, and so then we're looking at number five. Yeah. Uh, number five. Uh, that is tough. Because I feel like you go in a lot of different directions. Um, I feel like you could you almost like spin the wheel of beer and go to any number of uh, 
for number five, I feel like you could do it any number of places. If I was going to gun in my head, say, where should you go? Gut, gut instinct. What is, it, what is the first one that pops into your head? It may not necessarily be your fifth nah, on your top yeah, five, yeah, but yeah, what, yeah, what just pops into your head? Wait, if I was going to tell people, so you're basically now, this is not the... That's what, true. Not the what, fifth, if, that's true. what if number five was a tie between three? No, I... I, got, ah, I, got, I love <laughs> that. He's like, no, no I'm going to make a decision. Nope, nope, nope. I, I, I gave you the cop out and um, you didn't take it and I love that. No, 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 no. I got I, I to pick one. I will I will say as far and I feel like we've talked about a couple good ones too. It really, it really, You really could like, there's a lot of like, I could give someone like a top five list of what like the fifth best brewery to go to besides the first mm-hmm. five and then after this one. But I will say, if you're What is the top five to, of your top five? <laughs> <laughs> top five for the fifth yes. place in the top five. Um, I guess I honestly, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm sure I'm missing something. Um, I would just say, fuck it. Go to the Lager House. It's a fun place. All right. Um, they got some interesting stuff. Uh, More line Lager House? Beautiful, More line yeah. House, yeah. It's got a beautiful view of the city. I actually uh, was engaged right outside there. And we uh, nice. celebrated in the Moreland Lager House. Um, so, um, no, it's, it's a great piece of Cincinnati. You, you get some good Cincinnati brewery history, and yeah. uh, they have some nice food. It's uh, it's right. I mean, like the view, you cannot beat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right by the Roebling Bridge. Um, yeah, so I think I just pitched ten fucking local you did. breweries. You did. Uh, I am. By the yeah, way, it's great. I know you're going to do the Flying Pig in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. The last time, I. Uh, I, uh, my brother-in-law, uh, ran the flying pig a few years ago. And what we did is after we saw him take off mm-hmm. at the starting line, yeah. uh, my sister and I went and sat, hang out, drank and ate at the lager house for a good portion of the time until we sort of got, a time sense of where he might be mm-hmm. and so then we we left and went but they had a uh, amazing uh, a breakfast set up for that mm-hmm. day and you know they they had a thing going on so doesn't the pig go by street side like can you just like park yourself at street side for the entire day and just that's yeah but you're not getting every run okay at okay. that point <laughs> <laughs> well well no and possibly you're, not michael <laughs> you're getting you're getting the dedicated runners <laughs> Possibly not, Michael. Possibly not, Michael. You'll see. We'll no, just wait but and you, see. You know, street side wouldn't be a bad place for anyone to go either, by the way. I Please. know. Yeah. There you go. OLI. I'll just keep adding. I'll keep adding. OLI. Outside looking in. I should have said this one. I should have said this one. That's all right. It's, it, it is. Oh. It's, it's incredibly difficult. Like, I think that no matter what the, the situation or the person, whatever, Westside would always be on my top five just because I feel like there is a beer there that regardless of what your your style preference is, regardless of if you're bringing your family, if it's just you, whatever, there is something for you at, at Westside Brewing. And we don't really have, like, I don't think enough time to go over both Marco and I's top five, but... Maybe they're, on they're a point two, five maybe on some a, other Yeah, time. maybe on a bonus or something. But again, we're trying to keep this a, a little time conscious. Since we are... Once I edit this down, we're still probably going to be over an hour and a half to talk about Hell one yeah. episode of a podcast, which I freaking love. This, this is this is, this is amazing. Though. I bet we got a lot of good stuff. In there. Oh, we absolutely oh, yeah. do. Oh, we absolutely sure. do. <laughs> so the last thing that 
I had on my list is something that, Marky, you and I have talked about as far as a potential segment for the show that we were thinking of calling the flight board. Oh, geez, yeah. Which was just like like four or five just kind of rapid-fire questions. Maybe they had to do with beer. Maybe they didn't have to do with beer. But just to either ask each other or ask a guest or ask whatever. The Brewer of Seville is doing a very similar thing that he tested and kind of, uh, you know, opened up with with the gnome. Right on the show and he's calling it his six pack of info which was really really cool it was cool to get those little bits of information about the gnome and his other guests that he has on his show going forward that you might not know if all you're talking about is beer right one thing that i learned about gnome from that is gnome likes stupid movies Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. if that's the case there is a youtube channel he should watch called uh well the show is called so bad it's good the channels like at Jason Brandt, they watch terrible like B movies, and you they have just have fun before. with them. I have mentioned it before. So if that's you know if stupid movies are something that no may one, or may not like, is yeah. that the one that you sent me like the twelve minutes of the guy with the spoon? No, that is completely different. Okay. <laughs> How completely different? That was that was a random internet. Oh, no, no, I know that that was, you know, the incredibly slow murder with the incredibly inefficient weapon. Yeah, that was not. I'm going to try to keep, keep it fast here. Yes. Uh, not that I'm the gnome, uh, but I, I, You're just I feel some like guy. If, if the gnome was uh, on a microphone, uh, it's not that I like or he likes uh, stupid movies. <laughs> it's like he is stupid. So uh, we need like, the lowest common denominator. Like I need okay. explosions, aliens. Uh, I just need. He, That's... he needs action, like just some kind of... Okay. Uh, so Independence Day would probably, yep, probably be one of Gnome's top five perfect movies. Movie. Perfect movie. All right. Movie. All right. There we go. Yeah. All right. I'm glad that uh, producer David kind of made up <laughs> some insight the on what movies the Gnome may or may not The way he's able like. to embody the Gnome psyche. I know. It's so cool. That's why we have him produce our show for us. Because it's like, if we go, you know, what would the Gnome do? He's just like, well, he'd probably do this. And we're like, holy shit, you're right. He probably would do that. And that's what makes this amazing. Those are all the notes that I had, that Marco had. Michael, what did, what, was there anything else about this episode or anything in general that you want to throw out there still? While you still have time, before you, before you are, you know, permanently in the doghouse Again, because every time you're on our show, yeah, the fun. two I'm, times, I, it's, 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 yeah. yeah. It's fun. I mentioned the location <laughs> where I got engaged, and now we're going to know. And now we're going <laughs> to know the location where I. This is where he's going to be sleeping and, tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, uh, yeah, yeah. it's a great, great, great way to go. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, uh, episode was great. It's very fun. Uh, Wide ranging topics. Fun to hear someone else's perspective of Cincinnati Grift, and uh, always high quality to learn the origin stories of the gnome, and uh, kind of you know run th- run through a fairly wide ranging uh, podcast as far as craft beer goes. Just mm-hmm. like I feel like we just now made one. I can't yeah. wait to hear the recap of this yeah. episode. Frankly, oh, it'll be great. So, yeah, whatever. I don't know who. What we should show start recapping our own shows. <laughs> <laughs> if we have a, if we have a week where we do not have any podcasts, we should just pick a couple of our like random episodes yeah, of ours just, and just recap back. those. Like, oh my so. god, that's amazing! Is there anything you want to plug for Adina? I mean, I know that it's not we really got, like we got, we got a storefront, anything like that. But is there anything no. you want to share? Or? 
No, we got, we got some big stuff. Tell me how I can get an Adina t-shirt. My God, I love the logo so freaking I need, bad. Uh, I, need, I need to make it. There, there needs to be, very badly needs to be a t-shirt run yes. on Adina. We got some big stuff yes. coming up. Um, I think it's going to be very fun. Uh, we can't, nothing really announcing quite yet. But, okay. Uh, it, uh, Keep an eye know, out honestly, for big Yeah, it's been yeah. great. I mean, I think we were just joking about the 18,000th. <laughs> Uh, invoice. Uh, Hell yeah! Congratulations. Fucking, it's just fucking insane. Like to, to think that like that eighteen thousand deliveries have been made, which isn't quite true because a lot of those get some of those get deleted. Hey, and we we did start. It's at our truth on this show, <laughs> so it is now your truth on this show. We did start at eighteen thousand plus. So that was so it's, so it's really like around, you know, if you look at seventeen thousand invoices. <laughs> 16, that's still absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's still yeah. amazing. It's insane. That's awesome. It's absolutely insane. We'll keep an eye on Adina distributing mm-hmm. pretty much everywhere, all social media platforms. Uh, Adina Beer. Adina Beer, uh, yes. At Instagram, and I think Adina Distributing on Facebook. Awesome. Keep an eye out. Check them out. You'll see what they're bringing into Cincinnati. So many amazing breweries, lo- both local and non-local, that yeah. you have been able to get to multiple places in the Cincinnati area. We can't thank you enough for being on the show. We I can't absolutely thank love thank it. Thank you, Michael. You, any Tuesday that you decide you don't want to, always. Yeah, any Tuesday that you decide you want to get in trouble with with the family, you know where to find. Us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we were joking, but I I, we're, I did get permission, so okay. <laughs> I should be. I should be. I, I had to get permission my first time. Yeah, and then we yeah. figured it out from there. <laughs> it's great. Well, Michael, thank you so so much. Um, Julia. Marco. What are you doing next? No, 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 no. We still we're have not... housekeeping to do. Oh, let's you're, go. I, I forgot the big thing last week. We're not going to forget oh, okay. this no, no, other no, no. Yeah, thing right. this week. You're right. Yes. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. If you enjoyed this show, which I'm sure the you did because Michael and producer David always make our shows just like 12 on a scale of 1 to 10. Right. Absolutely love it. Kick it up. If you liked this, please follow, like, share, subscribe, review, all that good stuff. Give us five stars wherever you possibly can. Follow us on social media. We are at Truth Beer Pod everywhere. If there's something you don't like about the show, at Raging Hop on Twitter. Go ahead and send him all those freaking complaints, and he may or may not let us know about them. We haven't gotten any in, in a while, but uh, you never know. You never know. If you want to send us an email, truthbeerpod at gmail.com. And if you would like to monetarily support the show as a one-time donation or become a Patreon subscriber and get some exclusive content, which we have an idea for a video that we are going to do next week to put up on Patreon because I know we slacked off last month. We apologize. Truthbeerpod.com. All of our links are up at the top of the page. Other than that, Marco. Julia. What are you going to be doing next Tuesday? I'm going to be here. Uh, with you recapping all of the Cincinnati Craft Beer podcasts that come out this week. Hopefully we get some. Hopefully we we'll get see. a few, yeah. I mean, and if not, we're still going to be here, and we're still going to be talking. Mike's in front of us. Maybe live. Who knows? Maybe with Michael. Maybe with producer David. Truth Beer Pod. Cheers. Cheers. We'll see you guys Cheers next everyone. week. Cheers, everyone.